0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Janice Dean Podcast. I'm Janice Dean. Today, I'm back with a story about heroes that made the Dean's List. First, I'd like to thank everyone who listened to my very first episodes of the podcast. We've got so many more amazing stories coming up, and I just can't wait to share them all with you. On June 27th, a cross-country Amtrak train derailed in Missouri after striking a dump truck. The train was carrying more than 200 people, heading to Chicago from Los Angeles. Joining me today are the heroes who rose to the occasion when this tragedy occurred. The Boy Scouts from Appleton Boy Scout Troops 73 and 12. Please welcome Scott Armstrong, Director of the Boy Scouts of America's Media Relations, Scout Leader John Awe and his son Isaiah, and Scout Mom Shayla Seaborn and her son Dean. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Scott, you know what, kind of take us through how you got to the scene, how it all unfolded, and and then we'll take it from there.
1: Yeah, so uh, I serve as director of national media relations, which uh, sounds more fun than uh, sometimes uh, that job actually is. We're usually the tip of the spear for emergencies, uh, and anytime you have an organization of over a million people, uh, that participate in high adventure and uh, all sorts of wilderness, t- wilderness activities you are going to have an emergency here and there. Um, and so I got alerted uh, one afternoon that uh, there had been a train wreck and we may have had uh, scouts uh, returning from Philmont Scout Ranch in New Mexico on that train and uh, rapidly discovered that it was uh, from Bay Lakes Council, Wisconsin. We had two troops, Troop 73 and Troop 12, that had just finished, uh, you know, fantastic seven day trip of a lifetime. Philmont Scout Ranch is really the pinnacle adventure uh, for any scouting career. It is the crown jewel of our properties, uh, high adventure, desert mountains in Northern New Mexico. Uh, and these guys had just finished seven days hiking 35 miles in the, in the wilderness. Uh, they were not expecting uh, such a rude awakening on the way home uh, with a horrible accident and a train derailment. And uh, yeah, my job is essentially to, to make sure that uh, the story is being told, told accurately, uh, that our scouts are okay, that our leaders are okay. Uh we're very fortunate to have two of the scouts here with us this morning. Um uh John is a father who was on the trip who actually sustained some uh some injury in the accident. And uh Shayla's been a great scout mom on the uh on the home front side, helping organize the incredible national attention that uh that has been focused on these young men. Uh, t- to me, it was a great reminder of why we do what we do. Uh, these are ordinary kids that have extraordinary skills. Uh, and that's really what scouting is all about. It's teaching life skills. It's disguised as fun. It is fun. I know these guys had a fantastic time at Philmont, uh, but, uh, uh where they really prove their metal? wasn't necessarily in the mountains, although they did a great job there. And and all these scouts that go to Philmont every year, prepare for months and months to get ready for that trip. Uh, But all their training, all the preparation, all their skill sets were put to work uh, when other people needed it most, because there was a lot of people on that train in a panic, a lot that were injured, uh, a lot that needed help, and didn't frankly have the skills to, to deal cope or, or, or figure things out in an emergency situation when all of a sudden you find an entire passenger train 90 degrees on its side. Um, These scouts jumped in and helped where they could and and provided uh, first responder uh, uh, level first aid assistance trying to get people out of the train. And then were a tremendous benefit to the EMT fire and police personnel once uh, first responders were able to make it to the scene because this was a fairly remote uh, accident site took a bit to get there Uh, but uh, I'm not the story these scouts are the story they did a great job so that kind of sets the table for the situation Uh, ever since then they have been (laughs) under the national microscope uh, which is uh, you know a good thing and a challenging thing sometimes these are regular guys with sports schedules and summer camp on the horizon and uh, wanting to sleep in in the morning during the summer and and all the rest of it that you'd expect out of a teenage boy. So, uh, I'm gonna let them tell the story, but I could not be more proud of these families and these scouts in particular. And, uh, you know, you had guy, guys like John and, uh, Dr. Chopra on the trip who, despite their injury, uh, automatically were contacting parents to let them know that their sons were okay. Uh, and, and really, rising to the occasion is the adult leaders, um, but the scouts, you know, they, they prove something I say often, which is I'll take a 15-year-old trained scout over most 35-year-olds without training any day of the week when the going gets tough.
0: Oh, I'm glad. you
1: guys have a lot of good skills, and they put them to the test.
0: My, my oldest son is a Boy Scout, and my youngest is going to join next year, so this is near and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, we've been very encouraging of my boys to be scouts and what they learn, and you're right, it's a lot of fun. They have their buddies, but they learn incredible things uh, that you know uh, the average kid doesn't learn so those people that were on the train were really lucky to have boys like you uh, to help them and I and John as a scout leader, um, I hope you're doing okay first of all.
2: I appreciate that thank you.
0: what happened I mean how, how did it unfold for you?
2: Um, I, I was reading a book at the time of impact. And you could you could feel the the train had definitely hit something. You could hear it. Um, we slowed a bit, and I looked out the window and saw smoke and metal and debris flying everywhere. And I would say within um, seconds, you could you could feel the train had come off the track. I believe we were riding on the ties. Um, so it got a little bumpy, and next thing you know, there were bodies flying, people screaming. Uh, we had, we had tipped over and and got tossed around pretty good. So it was, it was like being in a scary movie, like what you see in the movies. It was surreal. Um, as soon as that train hit though, I had uh, enough sense to grab my phone before getting flung across the train, um, which proved to be pretty helpful. I was incapacitated with my, my back injury. There wasn't much I could do, but, um, I was just reading an article this morning. They said the train struck the dump truck at at 12:42 p.m. and when I was looking back at my my first text message, I I texted the families. I had a a text chain going so I could send pictures back to the the parents that were back here in Appleton and my text went through to them at 12:43. So before I even called 911, um I wanted to let those parents know what what had happened.
0: Oh my goodness. What where do you get that kind of strength? Is that is that just innate in you? Is it something you've learned? I mean, I just wonder about, you know, how your brain works in a situation like that.
2: Honestly, my, my first thought was, are my boys alive? I was on the train with them. Um, you know, so it, as a parent, um, your number one concern, I hate to say it is, is... Are your own okay? Um, I had to let those parents know back at home that that this accident had happened, and I really didn't have much information i I didn't even know at the moment whether my boys were safe um, and after that text was sent, that's that's where I started going is trying to see um, if I could hear or see my own two children and what kind of condition they were in because I knew I was in bad condition. Um, and I, I could see others around me were, were in bad condition. So, um, I just think those parents needed to know what was going on.
0: What did you say in the text message?
2: Uh, that we were just in a really bad train wreck and, um, things were bad, which probably got parents more upset than anything, but slowly I once I realized that my eldest was all right, um, which is probably a minute after I sent that text message, uh, I asked him to find my youngest who had already crawled out of the train. Um, and then it was just telling all the scouts to find one another to make sure that they were accounted for and what kind of condition they were in. And and Dean, um, I think he's the one that added the most gray hairs to me because <laughs> Dean had just left. um, He and I were sitting next to each other in a train. He had just left to go to the cafe car. um, So he was several cars ahead of us. um, And I think he was probably the last scout that was accounted for. So it it felt like eternity before I could report back to his parents uh, that he was safe.
0: Isaiah, you're you're John's son. Um, What, you know what went through your mind when this was all happening?
3: Um, For me, I just like, I didn't really believe it was happening. Like once the first, like once it first hit, um, everyone started, everything started flickering. And it just kind of like, it didn't feel like, I kind of felt like I was sleeping or like it was a dream um, or kind of like a nightmare, but you couldn't really like, like it was just you, you're shocked. You didn't know what was happening. Um, I was just like, I was trying to figure out if this is really happening to me right now, and if that, if that really just happened. But it's just like a lot of shock, and um, yeah, it's just it was just crazy. It was crazy at the time to think that my train just got hit, and you just kind of think next thing you, what, what do we have to do to get everyone out?
0: And you saw your dad. <sighs> Did you see your dad, or he saw you first?
3: Um, so I was like second out of the train. Um, I climbed out after one of the other scouts and um, I didn't see my dad or my brother for probably three minutes. And I was just sitting on the train um, and my, I, I had an injury on my head. So I had to stop it for my head was bleeding. So I had to stop my head from bleeding. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't get to go back down. They didn't let me go back down because they didn't want me to like my head to bleed out or you know anything. Yeah. Um, But they didn't, they didn't um let me go back in. So I haven't, I didn't really see him for like, uh, probably five minutes after the train crash. And then my brother popped up because he was helping someone out and I saw him. And then I quickly asked him how my dad was. And then that's when I finally figured out that they were both like, you know, doing well or my brother was doing well. And my brother told me that my dad was a little injured. <laughs>
0: I don't even know what to say. I mean, I don't, you know, a young boy shouldn't have to go through something like that. But what you did was extraordinary. You know, uh, was there people telling you to get out of the train or did you just know to get out?
3: Um, I think since there was a lot of chaos, like everyone was screaming like the whole time. There was a lot of people, babies crying, you know. Um, so you couldn't really hear much of anything, but anything that you did hear um, you could definitely hear, like, if people were yelling, like, if you're okay, get out, or if you're okay, help people get out. If you're not, tell someone that you need help. Um, but I per I didn't hear anyone because I was, like, I was second out, so I just kind of, my instincts were just kind of, like,
2: get out of the train until, you know, anything worse happens. or. And, and I, I, you know, honestly, I didn't know what, what conditions, because there was no communication coming from... Um, any of the train personnel. Um, I, at, at that time I was worried that there could be an explosion yet, you know, we're, we're carrying how many gallons of, of fuel on the train. Um, so they're always in the back of my mind is like, is this thing going to blow up? But you know, like I said, you think you're in a movie and that's what you see on the movies. So, uh, maybe it was my Hollywood brain thinking there, but, um, you know, I didn't know that we were, we were stable at that point. Um, So it was it was pretty traumatic, to say the least. Yeah.
0: Stay right there. We'll have more of this story coming up.
2: The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
0: How old are you, Isaiah?
2: I'm 14.
3: You're
0: 14. And how are you doing? How do you feel? Like, do you feel like you think about it a lot or you, or you feel that um, you're getting the support that you need and you know, how, how do you do day to day after something like this?
3: Um, At the moment I'm doing um, pretty well, but it, yeah, I do think about it a lot. It's, it's pretty traumatizing and like, it's like I've gotten scared because I was like biking home from practice one day and there was a big, like, Bus that came in front of me, and the exhaust just like blew in front of my face. It was uh, it's just like it's it's hard to think about, and yeah, I, I do think about that a lot still.
2: We have a we have a train that runs pretty close to our house, and I think we we tense up a little bit every time the train comes mm-hmm. by now. It's still so it's still so fresh in our memories. Yeah. Um. And and Dean had quite a different ordeal. He was fortunately he was in the restroom when the train. Mm-hmm had capsized or tipped over and um i actually think being in there helped probably save his life because one of the passengers that passed i understand um was standing not too far from where where dean was and my understanding is the rocks that were in the dump truck um came flying through the window and actually stoned the woman to death and i think dean being protected in that bathroom probably what kept him alive but I know Dean, Dean's first action, I, what I understand is calling 911, but I'll let Dean talk.
0: Okay, Dean, yeah, the, tell me, tell me your story.
4: I was just in the bathroom and I was just about to get the door because there's like three or four women, I can't really tell, who were outside, so I was about to let them in. And that's when the I think the train hit like the emergency brakes. Breaks. And then three or four seconds after the train started tipping, And that's when I ended up on the side of the train. And the most vivid memory I have of the train is the toilet seat, cover opening and letting water out. And then me just being on like the wall, which is now the floor. And then I remember um, going on my phone and scrambling to call 911. Cause like, I was like forgetting how to call people. But within like 20, 30 seconds, I got it. And then I told 911, the 911 lady the situation. And the lady outside, I asked her what happened, just because like I think she was in panic. She thought the train hit another train. Such so that thought. That's what I said to the nine the nine lady. So that's what I originally thought happened because a person outside was telling me that. And, um, the person on the call just told me to stay calm. Um, do anything that like relaxes you. Um, uh, they're going to get me out of here pretty quickly if they can and i remember she was calling me for about probably 30 minutes in the bathroom and like mr all was saying about the train exploding well five to six minutes in i thought about the train exploding and really wanted to get out of that bathroom <laughs> but i couldn't you, and couldn't, then eventually,
0: you couldn't get yeah, out you couldn't get no, out
4: okay i was trapped in
0: and were you still on the phone with the 911 operator was she with you the whole time
4: yep the whole time
0: mm-hmm. how long were you trapped in there for
4: half an hour
0: oh my goodness and so she was on the phone with you and you're trapped in there and what do you think about are you i mean are you um are you someone that believes in god do you i mean what i don't i don't even know what to what to ask what does 26 minutes go quickly or slowly
4: um thinking back on it like when i think about the whole thing uh i just like thought about like i was really just involved with the situation i was thinking of thoughts of the train so like i was thinking uh as the train could explode i was kind of thinking about the people on the back cart where all the other scouts were sitting i was thinking about them because for my car, at least it was like really bad because all the rocks were inside the windows were shattered and like the initial impact was extremely bad so i was thinking there was like, gonna be more like, injuries or people passing away and i guess when i got out i just like we're not lucky but i was extremely grateful to see everyone was okay
0: mm.
4: when i got outside
0: shayla tell me how you feeling um, it's
5: it's still overwhelming at times. I mean, I think um, you know, as been stated, we've had a lot of activity uh post, uh, but for us and as parents, obviously the well-being of our children are always at the first and forefront of our mind, whether they're in the room next door, but most definitely when you know all of us were thinking about their trip in Philmont and the hike, and I think. Um, You know, we knew that the troops were well prepared and that um, we had terrific, responsible leaders with them, but our mind always went towards the hike and hoping and ensuring for their safety. So once we, um, you know, had word uh, from Jonathan and the other uh, troop leaders that everybody was on the train and everybody was on their way back, there was sort of this calm and, you know, looking forward Uh, that day, I had just gone shopping um, to just get a few snacks for Dean. And we had, um, you know, had been anticipating his arrival and seeing him later that night. And I was at the actually at the grocery store when my husband received word from Jonathan. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those devastating moments that I think, you think that would never happen, but it happens and your mind just kind of stops and your body stops and you don't even know what to think because like Jonathan mentioned, we just had realized from his message that there had been a crash, um, a train crash, and and no other details. but um, I mean, I think for us, it's just one of those moments when you receive the bad news and you don't know what else to think. So it, it was pretty um, uh, it was pretty overwhelming. <laughs>
0: Dean, did you ever, I mean, I can't believe your first thought was 911. You know, a lot of kids would be like, I gotta call my mom or my dad. And you you called people who were gonna help everyone else.
4: Yeah. Um originally I think what kind of running 911 is I heard a lot of screaming on the train, especially from people next to me. And um I didn't know what happened. So I was hoping when I called 911, maybe they would know what happened because mm-hmm. they've already gotten information. But I realized I was like 20 seconds in, they probably wouldn't have known. But I remember telling them like uh, on 911, I looked on like maps to see where we were and we were in between like two towns. I don't know what it was called. And I remember telling them that and about like our like location. And um, when I was on the call, uh, I think like, I heard everyone else just like around me and it seemed like no one else was calling 911. And that was kind of like shocking to me because like you were, I was not like call 911, you know? Mm-hmm. And even from what I was hearing, I don't think anyone was calling 911. But I also think it's um, due to cell service because I think I got lucky just um, because I had cell service. Because I remember um, other people on the train told me they tried to call 911 multiple times, but they just couldn't pick up because they had no service. Mm.
0: And you got out 26 minutes later. And then what did you do?
4: I stood on top of the train for like a brief second or two, looked around, um, and then I just got off the train immediately and started helping, carrying back boards, um, stretchers, stuff. Like, Um, so yeah, when I got off, I just jumped off like the side of the train, or like, do you know where the two carts would meet? that connects them Mm -hmm. you kind of had to walk down that like stairs so i'd walk down that like stairs and then i'd like see everybody for a brief second and then i'd see everyone with like no shoes which is kind of surprising i didn't really get why at first and i just realized everyone's probably like sleeping or with no socks on to try to be comfortable so that's like the first thing i really noticed and then i noticed there was like no scouts around me that i could see until i saw um like i really tried to start looking for them because that's what i was most concerned about just seeing them right now. And then I saw three or four other scouts on the side of the train helping people getting into action. And that's what like kind of started me like, okay, I'm going to help. They're helping. Um, it's just time to work.
0: Mm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Stay right there. We'll have more of this story coming up. John and Scott, and, I mean, you must be so proud of these boys. You know, they they get out, they're alive, they brush themselves off, and they want to help others.
2: You know, the way that you you see how people reacted to this um, situation, scenario, is everybody's going to react differently. I don't think you know what's going to happen until the situation arrives. And I would say that the way that these young men handle themselves – uh, was exemplary. I, I, I saw plenty of adults around me that, um, frankly, just need to be shaken or slapped just to let them know, like, you're okay, start helping or get out of the way. I, I myself was kind of incapacitated. I had broken my back. Um, my my tentmate from our crew is an ER doctor. He was laying on the floor with a torn ear and nine broken ribs. Um, so it was very hard for us to, to not be able to help um, Help the other adults because even the other adults that were in our crew, they they jumped up uh, immediately, started doing triage, figuring out who needed the most help, and then getting them that help. Um, and you know, I, I want to shout out too to the the, the folks of Mendon. I think it's population of 270 people, and, and um, you, you know, they came, they rose to the situation too. We had we had people showing up with water and and doing whatever they could in this small town at you know twelve forty five in the afternoon on a Monday. Um there there were a lot of heroes that day. And um I think we are all blessed that um things went as well as it did. I, I feel horrible for those those four that lost their lives. And I know there were a lot of people that sustained pretty serious injuries, but um I know I feel blessed to still have my sons with me. I feel blessed that all of uh, those scouts were okay. Um, It just was an amazing, horrible experience, um, but really makes you take a step back and realize there's a lot of good that happened.
0: It's the helpers, right? Uh, When tragedy happens, it's like Mr. Rogers always said, look for the helpers. It reminds me of what happened after 9-11 when one of the airplanes came to uh, Newfoundland, Canada, in this small little town and they were stranded for weeks uh, Mm -hmm. and, and the whole town took them in. You know, strangers helping strangers—it's what we are put on this world to do. You know, and and so out of tragedy, there will always be these kinds of stories. But Isaiah, what what did you do afterwards after you got out? Did you did you pitch a hand in as well and and try to see if you could help people?
3: So um, after I got out and like my head was bleeding a little bit, so I had to sit down for I think it was like three minutes and just stop that. Um, but after that did, I saw like Eli, um, or, like another scout running around and, um, carrying backboards and like everyone was just helping out. So it just kind of gets you to like, yeah, like Dean said, like, like they, they kind of show you, they kind of show you what you should be doing. And, um, so I just went and I carried some people out and I, um, I was helping, um, hand out a couple water bottles. And then after, uh, most of the people were out. We everyone was like everyone who was injured was on one side of this road, and everyone who's fine or doing okay was on the other side. And I just made sure that every single person knew who came in, um, because I had gotten told by one of the first responders to to help with the people who were injured. So I just every every time that someone knew would come in, I'd you know I'd ask their injured what what happened, Um, and then they if they if something bad happened or. Um if they weren't doing too good, then I'd get one of the first responders, and I'd kind of just show them where to go and um and then you know gather the people who weren't uh too hurt and they' were doing fine and just show them um how they could help or show them how they could calm some of the doing um people who are doing not so well now, and you know just kind of making sure that no one's just standing there and doing
0: nothing. Mm. John, what is it about the Scouts? Do you think that you know that that people should know that you guys teach these boys? you know I think it's really important um that's one of the reason why I have my boys being becoming Boy Scouts. you know what do you think it is about this group um that that trains them to do these kinds of things
2: you know I, I've read uh, articles in my boys they used to have the boys life subscription and you'd read articles about uh a scout being in a or being witness to a bad snowmobile accident or some other type of accident and how they just jump in and start using everything that they've learned throughout their scouting career. I know uh, my wife was the den leader when our boys were young. I know um, even in Cub Scouts, they learned some basic first aid and that continues um, throughout their scouting career as they get into Boy Scouts. Um, they, they continue to learn. But learning it and then being able to apply it in a situation such as this this train wreck are two different things. Um, that their cool heads, um, it, it's pretty amazing. Like I said, there there were plenty of adults on the car that I was on that, that just, they they needed to get out of the way because they weren't helping the situation and they were panicked which I completely understand Um, it it was a pretty traumatic experience. I don't know what it is about the the crew of boys that we had. Maybe it was, you know, spending a a week up in the mountains backpacking together and uh, maybe they were too tired to panic. I Mm. I don't know, but they rose to the occasion. Um, And it's, it's pretty amazing to think that, you know, we've got a group of 14 to 17 year olds that were able to handle themselves the way they did, and to think of others first and to, to help get those people um, whatever it was that they needed in that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Even if it's just, you know, holding someone's hand or saying they're going to be okay, you know, just some, something simple like that. And Shayla, so where do we go from here? I know you guys have had the spotlight on you, and that's tough, too. You know, it's tough to go through something like this and then have the media, um, you know, you as a mom, how do you handle it? How do you protect your kids?
5: Um, I think, you know, one of the things that that I've learned um, about this troop and these group of boys, I mean, they are very resilient. And um, I think we've all had a chance to get together, um, you know, a couple of times. And we'll continue to get together and, and make sure everyone is okay uh, physically as well as mentally. And I think just, um, you know, their scout leaders did a pretty phenomenal job in preparing them um, just throughout the years for for maybe not instances like this, but certainly uh, building their character and building their resilience. Um, I think it's important for them to be together um, and then continue what they do. I think they you know um, there was definitely sort of you know this this other camping trip uh, was looming um, and they're actually all very excited to go and, and participate and be a part of it. And I think that is uh, a strong testament to their character and to their training. And uh, like most children around the world, I mean, they just want to enjoy their summer and, and move forward. Um, I think this is a story that will remain with them. Um, you know, I think the attention um, is terrific, but I think for most of them, they just want to move forward
0: mm. and carry on with what they have to do. Mm-hmm. Dean, how old, how old are you, my friend? Fourteen. You're 14. What do you want to do when you grow up?
4: Uh, I don't know yet. Like maybe like something nature related.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you love, love about the scouts?
4: Um, As much as I'd love to say, I love like knot tying and like learning about this first aid stuff. The most fun part for me is camping. I like camping. Yeah. Being in the wilderness.
0: Yeah. So you want to do something in nature. I love that. Um, yeah. Isaiah, what do you want to do when you grow up?
3: Um, same with Dean. I'm not 100% sure. Something I have in mind is like welding um, or maybe sports or something. Um, but yeah. And what do you love about the Scouts? Um, kind of same with Dean. Um, I'm, I love camping. It's just like to go out there and hang out with a group of boys and cook for you guys, cook for yourselves and hang out. You can go swimming or do whatever. Um, it just like helps a lot and then also just the leadership skills, like um everything that you've learned to be a leader, it really helps for everything, like job interviews, um anything anything that you have to to be a leader and it 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 boosts a whole bunch.
0: I'm so proud of you guys. I really am. I hope that we can, you know, be in touch. I want to know, you know, what's next for you guys. I I anticipate there's probably going to be some, like, awards and medals and that kind of thing. Um, John, I know that you must be unbelievably proud, and Scott as well. And um, I don't even, you know, I, I see... What my boys, um, you know, how my boys love what they learn in the Scouts. And my oldest just got back from a week-long trip uh, in Yagu, which is uh, Rhode Island, and getting off the bus, I see them the way they look at their friends, their fellow Scouts, and you can't even put that into words, how impressive and how amazing those friendships are for the rest of your life.
2: There's definitely a bond that's that's formed, and... Um, you know, I think going through a traumatic experience like these boys did, I think that that's a, a whole different kind of bond um, that that they have now. Yeah, and I think I think having one another, like Shala had said, um, is very therapeutic. I know the boys met with uh, a school psychologist back here in Appleton uh, upon returning and, and kind of had a, a session together just to kind of. Get things off of their mind because, unfortunately, you know, we grow up in a, a society where it's the John Wayne John Wayne approach where you keep all that stuff in, but it's so important for them to to be able to talk about it and, and express how they're feeling.
0: Absolutely, it's so important. I'm glad that you guys are encouraging that as well. You know, the best thing you you can do is is talk to each other about it, right? Um, I thank all of you. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm so proud of you and, um, and I hope that we can be in touch and, and, you know, to Scott, Shayla and John, I mean, um, you've got an incredible group of, of, of wonderful angels here on earth, uh, that, that, that are doing such good things. Um, so thank you for taking this time today.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: God bless you all. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Dean on Twitter or FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.